opening piece of the letter of St. Peter that we read today was concerning the salvation of your souls. The prophets who prophesied about grace that was to be yours searched and investigated it. Without knowing the full picture, the full message, Peter's referring to the prophets of old who were inspired by God to write and to preach the message of God, the covenant of God, the Old Testament. And Peter refers to them as they did what they were supposed to do. They were, they were prophesying, but they didn't know the whole message. They didn't know that who they were talking about was Christ. They were looking for the Christ. They were looking for the Messiah, and they were preparing the people of Israel for the Messiah, but they didn't really know his name, his family heritage, where he would be born. There are references to in Micah that some great leader will come out of Bethlehem, but really they had no idea the direction, the full direction in which they were preaching. Doing God's will was enough for them. Doing what they were inspired to do and bringing their people back to God was fulfilling enough and they didn't have to know the full picture. Like you and I, we don't know the full picture of what's mentioned today in heaven. We know the full picture here on earth as they did when they preached. They, they received response, good and bad response from the people of Israel, the kings, and so on. So when we gather, we don't know the full picture, and we're gathering today, traditionally, a day called Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, Carnivale, farewell to meet, for tomorrow's beginning of the journey of Lent, Ash Wednesday. And we don't know the full destiny of Ash Wednesday, according to Jesus, in this time, and this age. But the fullness of the message is eternal life. And I don't like to refer to eternal life as when we die, we're going to have eternal life. Eternal life, I, I feel, my prayer, begins here. And the quality of our lives here on earth determines the quality of our life eternally. So basically, if you're a miserable person now, you ain't going to have a happy life in heaven. You probably wouldn't won't be invited to heaven. If you're a patient person, a, a person with faults, like all of us, but who gets over their faults and doesn't stay stuck in them and who goes forward and, and lives the Christian life following Jesus and his example, well, our fulfillment, we're experiencing it now. Part of the fulfillment is the cross and then the resurrection. So the end of our lives will be fulfilled and we will have hundreds of brothers and sisters and children and land and all that good stuff not physically but spiritually we will be part of a vast experience of heaven as we begin our journey tomorrow it's good to look at today Ash Wednesday right just a matter of hours away when we hear Peter say to Jesus, we've given up everything and followed you, well, he gave up nothing. 
for what he got in return by comparison. He gave up maybe his fishnets and his family even, and we're not asked to give up our families unless some of us are called to a, a hermitage or a cloistered ministry, but most of us are not called away from our families, but to do ministry, we, we get away from our families. We, we do God's work, and then we go back to our families, and we're part of them again. But giving up is a great challenge for us during Lent. And I prefer thinking, oh, we can give up stuff. We can give up food. Most of us need to give up food anyway, myself included. But giving up what's frivolous, giving up what, what I don't really need, but I, I have and I like and I enjoy. But for the sake of sacrifice, for the sake of experience, the fullness of what the giving up is all about. And it's not, as Jesus said, lands, children, and, and wives, and mothers, and fathers. But it is for persecution and eternal life. So we give up or we do something for Lent in order to have a better quality of life. Put the stuff away that holds us, that holds us bound, whether it's, whether it's food or delicacies or frivolous behaviors or things we enjoy. Give them up in order to have a better experience of the fullness of life in the the athletes teach us that, that phrase, no, no, no pain, no gain, is somewhat applicable. And the athletes teach us that. My nephew is a, an athlete in um, Providence College in uh, Rhode Island. And there were yesterday I spoke to him. He called me early in the morning. It was after Mass. Um, he called me uh, to wish me bon voyage. I'm, I'm leaving the country in a few days mention that later but and have a good time he woke up early to go to practice call me and then he went he was going to bed before class because it was so early in the morning so an athlete teaches us that you want to know your art you want to know your skill you want to refine it you got to give up something and in his case he gave up sleep and he put in did something he went to practice. He lifted, or whatever they do to be better soccer stars. Simple example, but it helps us as Christians, improving our life by giving up something, but doing something at the same time. You want to give up delicious foods and stuff like that? Well, that's nice. What are you doing in, in response to that? Because doing keeps us closer to Christ. Peter, following him, following his example. And we are challenged to do a lot in our world. Prayer is number one. It really is authentically prayer is number one. The, the raising our voices to God for ourselves and family, yes, absolutely, but also for the other side of the world, for Ukraine in this case. But that's not the only prayer. There's civil unrest and persecution of Christians in many places throughout the world. China, North Korea, North Africa, Africa itself, besides Russia, besides Ukraine. So our prayers 
you could focus them on as you wish, could be for peace, could be for the people who are suffering, for the lack of peace. And if we have to give up something and you want to feel the sacrifice, write a check to donate toward the, the churches of the Ukraine, Catholic Charities, Caritas International, or here in our own parish. It doesn't matter. Giving up to get back, giving up something I enjoy and I like and I hold on to, to and do something to get back the cross, to get back following Christ, to get back being known as a Christian. Tomorrow when we're marked with the ashes, the world will know we're Catholics. Good. Will they know we're Catholics on Thursday? Will they know we're Catholics next Wednesday? The cross won't be on our heads, but the cross should be in our hearts. And our actions and words will indicate who we are. Yes, Peter, we're with you. We want to start giving up to follow Jesus more closely. Thank you.